Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, everybody. I'm so grateful that there are way more smarter people than me who can tell better children's stories. (laughs) Thank you, Ethan. Well, today is a very special high day at the Downing Church. For those of you who are perhaps visiting or joining us for the very first time, twice a year, in the spring and the fall, we hold a series of small groups, and they can be anywhere from four, five, six. We've had, I think, even up to eight weeks at one point. And we study either uh, a, bi- a Bible book or a theme. And this uh, fall, we chose to study the theme of uh, created for significance. We're not here just to exist here on earth. There's purpose. God has called us. Amen? So for the last uh, five weeks, we have been going through the parables found in chapters 14, 15, and 16 of the book of Luke. And it's here, I'm going to give a little bit of a preview as far as what we have been sharing and studying and learning. And uh, we'll also have the various uh, groups come up. And today we'll start with Sabbath group, Saturday group. So um, actually, as I'm kind of describing, go ahead and start to make your way up here. And they're going to share some of the lessons that they have learned along the way. So Saturday afternoon, come on and make your way forward. We started off this series on the first week, kicking it off where Jesus is at a Pharisee's house, and there's a man who uh, had swelling in his body, abnormal swelling. And there's again, at the, uh, they're at the house of a prominent Pharisee, and, and Jesus, everybody's watching and looking at him. Go ahead and come on back here. And Jesus heals him. And he essentially tells him, hey, if you ever have a a child or an ox that falls into the well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? Jesus' purpose was to come to earth to to, uh, bring freedom, to bring sight to the blind, all of these things. Not only that, he's called us as well, through humility, by the way, to go out into the world, to the country and everything, to share the gospel and bring people to the great banquet. Amen? Okay, so Sabbath group, anybody, uh, go ahead and just share a couple thoughts on what were some of the takeaways that you got from this uh, series. So our mic here? Yes, this is your mic. Thank you. Right here? Okay. Go ahead. I want to introduce Junie. You just want to say a couple of words. Is that okay? Sure. Thank you. Uh, Well, again... Celebration Sabbath, small groups, been doing it a long time. Thank you, Linda Almec. She knows what I'm talking about. Why small groups? We know we've heard the, the motivation to do small groups. Time to connect, open the word, get fed by the word. On this topic, Luke, as Bill said, it's a sequence of these parables, uh, the one that stands out for me is the one of the prodigal son. I don't know if you could relate to that story. Uh, we've heard it many times. And it's uh, in this lesson, it's uh, titled Measuring Your Worth in God's Eyes. 
This was lesson number three. And there's a question here that stands out for me, and that was the question, as the son returns home, if you remember the story, how is he received? How valuable does the father see his son? So that stays with me. God loves those that want to repent. And I know in my life, this has been something very important. So I'm thankful for this opportunity to revisit this. I'd also like to thank Edwin and everybody who uh, is part of this group. And with that, I'm going to pass the baton over to Junie, who's going to say a few more things. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. So after going over this, um, this study, uh, it seemed like uh, uh, it, came, it came down to a conclusion that this was kind of like a, a table of context. Um, when you go through a book at the beginning, uh, it gives you chapters and what the chapters are about. Uh, let me break it down real quick. Now, then the, the book itself would be our lives, uh, the Christian life. So um, the, it starts off with uh, the shepherd going after uh, the lost sheep. And that, that's God looking for us. And it moves on to a um, woman, lost her coin. Then it moves down. And uh, after she finds the coin, she does everything possible to find the coin. After she finds the coin, she has a celebration. The celebration's very important because once we reach heaven, there's going to be a celebration. So we understand that the people celebrating are the saved. Amen. Now... It moves on to uh, the prodigal son, the famous prodigal son story, where uh, the father is God, the brother is any church member. The, the father in this story has a business where his sons are in the business, and that would be us in church. But one of them decides to leave. He goes off, he suffers, decides to come back, and the father receives him receives him back, um, happily receives him back, and restores him. That would be any church member who decides to leave and come back. God is always waiting. Uh, one key here is that the brother is also a church member who's working, diligently working. But at the end of this story, there's a celebration. But who's celebrating? The brother is not celebrating, even though he was working. And again, who's at the end of this story, the life story of this world, who's celebrating? So we need to pay attention to ourselves because we can be either or of these brothers in this story. Amen. Then it moves on a little further to a, a businessman who has a, a, a dirty manager. When confronted, instead of the dirty manager... Uh, making amends with the businessman, he decides to do one last dirty deed and be in good with the people instead of with who is who's God. And we're warned to be careful about this because at the end, we're gonna suffer. If, if we decide to live our lives this way, doing mm -hmm. dirty deeds, we're gonna end up suffering even though it's, it benefits us. On, on the surface, it may benefit us, 
but at the end, we're going to end up suffering. And I think my favorite story was the the rich man dressed in mm-hmm. expensive clothes and Lazarus, who, when they both died, their stories were total opposites. And on earth, the rich man was favored and Lazarus wasn't, but when they died, Lazarus was favored. Then the rich man was the one suffering. He was suffering so bad that he asked Abraham to tell Lazarus to help him. But Lazarus said, you had your chance. You didn't listen. Lazarus said, okay, but I have siblings who are out there. Send Lazarus to warn them. And then Abraham says, they've been warned, just like you were warned. And at this point, they are so far gone that not even a miracle can save them. Mm-hmm. Because he says, even if the dead raised, if a dead person was to be raised and, and warn them, they wouldn't listen. Mm-hmm. So this, this is for more of the, uh, this was for the uh, leaders in church. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful. Those who are leaders in church, you've got to be careful how you conduct yourself. Because at the end, Again, the ones celebrating are the ones going to heaven, and only God knows who's actually going to go to heaven. It may seem on the surface that we're good, but God knows the inside. Thank you, Junie. I don't think I need to summarize anything more. (laughs) Anybody else, real quickly? We need to remember God is good, and he loves us. No matter what happened, we need to remember this. We have time for one more. Anybody else? Okay. Um, I learned a lot. This um, this uh, small group <laughs> felt really blessed. Um, helped us um, keep in mind how important we are um, to spread the word and how it's supposed to impact our lives. I really am thankful that we were able to to pack. You know. Um, learn what we did this this uh, um, small group time. And I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I pray that the way it hit our hearts, that it's continued to hit everyone else, too, in their groups as well. And um, I'm glad that we have these opportunities to learn these, these lessons. Awesome. Thank you. All right, one last thing before you all take off, because I know Javon is a part of this group. And uh, I just wanted to share something with you. Is it okay if I share with you the good news? Okay, so Giovanna is married, has a husband who has had stage three cancer. And we have been praying for him as a church. But praise the Lord, she came in last week so excited. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of her excitement that she, her husband no longer has any cancer. So this is a double Thanksgiving today. So we thank the Lord and praise the Lord that her husband... Is cancer free? I'm sure, did you have a really good nap this week? Okay. (laughs) All right, so thank you. All right, go ahead. Let's go ahead and and, uh, head on down. Um, Our second week talks about the fact of the lengths that uh, God will go to save and redeem us. Uh, Junie kind of mentioned this as well. There was a a shepherd who uh, had 100 sheep. He lost one, and he went out to go and find. And then we also have a second 
uh, a second uh, parable right after that that we focused on where there was a woman who had lost, uh, she had lost a silver coin and it was of great worth, of great value. So much so that even going into the darkness, into the evening, she lit a lamp and she continued to search for it. And finally, when she found it, what did she do? She rejoiced and she had a great, uh, <laughs> a great uh, uh, time with her friends saying, hey, I found this. Obviously, it was very significant either to her personally, but also probably most importantly, financially to her. So uh, let's see. I got to go count my Saturday, Friday, Friday group. Go ahead and come out and make your way up um, to share what you learned. So Friday group, please don't leave me hanging, a.k.a. the Garcia clan. Um, <clears throat> we did split this up a little bit. We studied um, the prodigal son the next week. But again, week two was more about the significance. And it's interesting how God then turns the focus. Jesus turns the focus on his love for people. He already discussed that in the first week, but then we talk about the lengths that God will go to find and redeem us. All right. All right. Who'd like to go first? We're trying to figure out, you know. Um, happy Sabbath. Um, the week two is was my favorite because um, the lost sheep story. Um, that one always is close to my heart because I think I'm standing with a bunch of previous lost sheep and God was patient and I don't know how, but he was patient and loving and kind and he waited and waited and he answered prayers and um, he found us all here, like he found us all. And, um, and so that story always hits me. Um, it's the closest to my heart because, you know, he didn't, he didn't have to go out and he didn't have to meet any of us where we were, uh, but he did. And I praise the Lord for that because now we have everlasting life instead of life and death here on this earth and be, and be done with it. Our life um, now will continue um, when we leave here to be together as a family in heaven as well. Thanks. Anybody else? Yeah. The story that got me was last night. Lazarus. We all see Lazarus is all over this world. So much is passing by. I learned not to pass them by anymore. Mm. They're out there everywhere. And I don't care what they do with their money. I don't care. Because I just look at it as like, if I have it, I'm going to give it to them. And I'm just going to. I'm going to let them know, God bless you. you know, if you know Jesus, some of them will talk more. Some of them will just say, God bless you, and run off to the liquor store or whatever they're going to do with it. doesn't bother me because uh, this is just like the rich man. I don't want to be sitting down there looking up at the guy that I just gave money to. He's all happy in heaven, and I'm in hell. <laughs> Because I didn't make, I didn't feed somebody, you know. I want to be the person to be 
in heaven, spreading the word out here while we're here. Because that's all that's all we have to do. One person awesome. plant one seed and let the Holy Spirit take off. That's it. Thank you. Anybody else? I do. Okay. Hi, everybody. Happy Sabbath. Hi, Denise. <laughs> um, I like the prodigal son because I can relate to that. I had a prodigal son, and I'm sure some of us all do have prodigal children out there somewhere. And my prodigal son came back, thank God, and he's good. And I was, like, so excited when he came back. I can imagine how the Lord felt. I, I get it. Yeah. And if you're a parent out there and you have a child who's a prodigal and not doing what they need to do, just keep praying. Keep praying because it does work. God will answer prayers. We're all here because of our parents' prayer. So prodigal Amen. was a good one for me. Awesome. Amen. Anybody else? All right. Let's give him a hand. <laughs> All right, week three. Sorry, I'll give you a chance. <laughs> week three, uh, we dived into, as, as some have uh, suggested, the story of the prodigal son, which, believe it or not, we find a young man who decides that the life at home does not suit him. He wants to go off, and he begs his dad, Dad, I really don't care enough about you. I wish you were dead so I could have my money, so just give it to me now. And at great lengths, the father relented. So he gave his money, he goes into town, and of course he wastes it. And he finds himself feeding pigs, a good Jewish boy, feeding pigs. And not only just feeding them, wanting to eat their slop. Mm. So... He puts a story together, uh, a means of a hope, hopefully a mea culpa. May I at least be a slave in your own home? Can you think that? Can you, as a child, go back to your parents? Can you bring me back and I'll, I'll work for you? Because it's better than where I'm at right now. Of course, we know the story. The father doesn't just bring him back, but he accepts him and redeems him as his own son. Take my coat, put my ring on the finger. And not only that, all three stories in Luke 15 end with celebration. But as Junie pointed out, the other brother, who had been faithful every day, working hard, was also just as lost as his brother. And it's a stark reminder for us as believers. We can be in the church, but our heart could also be in the wrong place. So may our hearts be always centered on Jesus. And when those who maybe come back, as pro come, the prodigals come back, may we embrace them and love them as one of our own. All right, uh, next group would be Thursday. Uh, Miss Kate, would you like to share a few words? All right. And Lily, are you going to join us? So our Thursday group, Ellis. Of course, we also have people join other groups. You know, you don't, you're not beholden to one group necessarily. Pick one group, but if you also want to uh, group hop, it's, it's okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll have a few people share some words. Go ahead, Kate. Go ahead. 
Thank you for the privilege. I enjoy the series greatly. And I am one of those who would like to get to the nitty gritty of the story. When I came to this country, I heard the term nitty gritty. You get down to it. And um, this is my take for the lessons. Uh, the first story, Jesus knew he was being watched. So then I asked myself, am I or are we being watched? And then when we are watched, how would we circumvent the situations going on? Jesus did it by asking questions. And he proved to them, because they were very attentive, what really the right things were. Um, doing for people who may or may not be able to reciprocate your goodness. Mm -hmm. um, instead of those who may only be able to say thank you. Some people may not even say thank you, but most would. Some people would say, God bless you. That is the best they can do back for you. And accept the blessing when you get it. Uh, number, I wonder about verse 15 in Luke 14. One man at the table. When Jesus spoke to them, he said, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom. To me, he was thinking quickly. He got the message so quick. I think most of us will have to take time to think. But he got it. It was about the heavenly kingdom. Mm -hmm. Who would be at that table? And so I take that away from lesson one. And lesson two. Uh, the lost and the found. In these lessons, the sheep and the coin, it is where those who had lost put out the effort to go and find. To get that lost sheep, you go out, you walk, you look. If you thirst, you forget the thirst, you are looking for this little creature. You are looking, in our day, we would think we're looking for the sinner. Well, yes, we are. But go out, they're not going to come in by themselves. Mm -hmm. The same thing with the coin. You drop a coin and it rolls. But she knew she had the coin. She knew she lost it in the house. I have a way when I lose things, I would say, it's in the house. It's <laughs> going to turn up. Well, but she put out a great effort. She had to put on the lights and she had to sweep and search and look. Maybe we should be doing the same thing. Go 
put out the effort to bring the lost ones in. And when you bring the lost ones in, rejoice. Call your friends, introduce them to your friends, introduce them to the church. Let them be known. And then number three, the son, the prodigal son. Uh, I like to think there are other prodigals too. There are prodigal husbands and prodigal daughters and prodigal wives, and some come back. Well, the psychologists will tell you what not to do, what what to do, but this is our lesson. You welcome them back. And um, I find that there is an earthly view and a heavenly view. Mm. When the brother was putting up his tentacles, so to speak, didn't want to go in the house, the father went out to him and talked to him. And this is what he said. You are with me always, and all that I have is yours. Amen. I am thinking that in the earthly meaning, the first son who got his inheritance can't get it twice. The second one, he would have gained it all because he didn't squander anything. In heaven, we would all receive the goodness of God. And I think we can look at this two ways. Although he may not get any more, Yet he was still a son, and his father welcomed him. And then again, he had his apology prepared. Do we prepare our apologies? And it was simple. It was sweet. He said what he would do. Father, I have sinned against you and heaven. Make me one of your servants. So he was helping his father to keep him. He didn't just go back and say, I belong to you, I'm a family member. He had his apology ready and I love it. Simple and to the point. Well, um, Number four, the manager and the rich man. I like to think that the manager, first of all, the owner said, I have heard. You know what happens to us when we hear? They say, you have itchy ears. He didn't say, I checked the books and I see stealing or anything like that, he heard. Well, so he acted on what he heard towards this man, his manager. Um, and we know that he called him in and he said, I'm gonna tell you to go and so on. But later on he said, you acted shrewdly. And the word shrewd, I think, is like when the older folks say, shelter between the drops. You move this way, you move that way, you, you 
try to keep your customers, your business people, whatever. But um, I think one was short-sighted, I think the owner was short-sighted, and the manager was long-sighted, because the manager wanted to know who will give him a place to live, who would feed him. The rich man didn't have to think that way, and he didn't. So how are we to think? We are long-term people. We are looking for the heavenly kingdom. And number five, uh, I think that was number five. Uh, the poor man and the rich man. Oh, this is the one with Lazarus. Mm -hmm. Well, I like to think that this rich man had tunnel vision. That is the nitty gritty. He was only looking out for himself. He wasn't seeing to the left or the right or else. He was looking for himself, his comfort, and his family. Um, let us look up and look around. And that's my take from this series of lessons. Thank you. Can I borrow your sermon notes? <laughs> 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 you may have them. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes, go ahead, real quick. So. So I'm not really part of their group, but Pilar, um, two weeks ago, invited me to go visit um, Dolores. So we went to visit Dolores, and then she invited me to the, her group. And I thought, oh, I can make it, it's early in the morning. So I did, and it was, it's been a blessing. So I, I went two weeks in a row, and significance, created for significance. Two words come to my mind, value, and love. Mm. And through the stories, that's what I kept to continue to see. The things that we value, we seek, we look for. And love. And this group here, I had the pleasure and the opportunity to meet Kate. I knew Alice, I knew the Pilars. When I went to Bill, I knew Bill. After all, Bill baptized me. So I knew his group and I knew the members, but I didn't know Kate. And when I asked who was Kate, they're like, oh, Kate, she goes to the church, she's there. And I'm like, who's Kate? And Kate is this beautiful woman with lots of knowledge that I had missed out on. So thank you, Pilar, for inviting me because now I have a new family member that I can call a family member of my own, Kate. So love and value, we need to value us all. And there are people out here that I probably don't know, and I hope I'll be able to join your group next time and meet you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a word about Sister Dolores. Um, she also, I have to say, studied with us because every day I went over to her house after the studies, and we studied together. She is very brilliant in her mind, although her feet are a little slow and she cannot walk enough to come out. But she enjoyed the lessons greatly as well. I am glad you mentioned her. So please pray for her. And she is happy when folks go over and spend time with her. Thank you. Okay. I think she, does she want to say? Oh, okay. All right. As they make their way down, let's have Wednesday come on up. So as we uh, mentioned, the fourth week, we, uh, we 
discussed um, the shrewd managers. So Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, come on up. Quite the story, you would think, is Jesus advocating thievery and stealing and mismanagement? Quite not. In fact, he's telling us, ultimately, be a faithful, good steward with what you have. Make friends with people, not just in church, but in the world. Okay, anybody else? So real quick, our, uh, our Wednesday group, we had some challenges this time. You know, it seems like the devil always gives us, uh, you know, I'm busy. I'm late at work, gotta make food for the kids. Well, all good things, all things we have to do. But be sure to take time to spend some time in God's word too, amen? The, the story that really kind of hit me, two things hit me out of this series. One was the theme that runs through all of these parables. I had never noticed that before, that these parables are in a row and we know them all, we've heard them all. But when you look at them, the theme of caring for others, caring about the lost, caring about the downtrodden, caring about the poor, the theme is undeniably there, and it's, it's eluded me mm -hmm. until the series. So uh, I was glad for that. But the one that really kind of hit home for me was the last one, Lazarus and the poor man. Because we all know that we're supposed to take care of the poor, and we're supposed to help folks that need it. And we probably think we're doing that because, you know, at Christmas time, I put $5 in, you know, the bucket that Santa was holding and, you know, I'm good. I've helped the poor. Or I donated a little bit to this charity or that charity. And, and those are good things. But I think God's calling us to do more than that. You know, to be involved with the people. It's, it's okay to throw a few dollars at somebody, and maybe that's all we can do sometimes. But how are we helping them recover, get off drugs, mm -hmm. find a place to live, whatever it may be? I think the Lord's calling us to go a little bit deeper in that area and something that, that kind of really hit home for me. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Happy Sabbath. Um, yeah, we were challenged in our group this time, and I only attended two of them. So I was, uh, you know, sitting there trying to think, you know, what, what do I talk about? You know, the prodigal son. Uh, I have two sons that are not are still not serving the Lord. You know, do I talk about um, the lost sheep? Because I was the lost sheep, and uh, one thing that stood out for me there, and Bill brought it up is that there was no boundaries. It was an open field and there were a hundred sheep and they weren't fenced in and they just wandered, one wandered off, you know. But the one that was, um, was, was the one that affected me when I was sitting there was God said, why don't you just talk about the, the time you lost your money? So it was the lady with the lot, with the, that lost her coin. Well, one time I had some cash, I had some cash in the house and it was pretty significant. And um, I'm one of those people that hides it so good that I can't find it afterwards. Amen. And um, so I'm, I'm just like, I mean, it was bugging me. And it was months later until I found it. But during that process, from the point, from the time that I lost it to the time that I found it, you know, I thought about it every day. I looked for it every day. You know, I talked about it every day to people, I can't find that money, I don't know where I put it, and you know, and, and I was relentless 
And uh, I was in pursuit because somebody mentioned earlier, because that's what I put my value in. Mm. I had value. That money, it is, and money is value. It's, and, and it wasn't for selfish reasons, but, you know, I'm not a rich person, but, you know, I needed that money. And so, and then I started thinking, you know, I mentioned I don't have uh, my two sons serving the Lord. Can I, you know, what if I put that much time and effort into my prayer life, mm. into talking with God, mm-hmm. into witnessing to them too? Because the, those are the ones closest to me right now. You know, I, I, talk, I talk with others outside, outside of my realm. But those are the two that are still not serving God, that are still, they are very dear to my heart. They're my sons, they're my flesh and blood. And I don't want them to be like Lazarus, like uh, the, the, uh, the, the, rich the, the rich man. And so I was thinking, why don't you, you know, why don't, if you can do that for money, why don't you do that for them? Why don't, you be, why don't you be in pursuit of them? Why don't you, you know, talk more about God to them? You know, pray for them more. I pray for them daily. But, you know, if there's somebody in your life and somebody that, that you see that is, that is lost, like this coin, because we are more valuable than coins. We are more valuable than coins. These are, we are human beings. We are God's creation. And God, God, you know, who are we? Who are we that God left heaven to come to this earth to go through what he went through, shed his blood on Calvary, got tortured, shed his blood on Calvary, died for us so that we could be found. And so now that's, that's going to be my thing now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start with my sons. I'm going to start with the ones that are closest to me. Amen. And, if it, and from there, if I can keep on there, then I know that God will extend it and give me, and more doors will open up. But I'm going to start somewhere, and I'm going to start today. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hi, good morning, everyone. Happy Sabbath. So I think for me, the, the biggest impact this small group's had on me was a lot of the parables, especially in the first couple ones, I grew up hearing as a kid. I mean, I grew up here in the church. So I, you know, my parents would read them to me. I would go to Sabbath school and hear them. So at a certain point, I kind of hate to say it, but there almost comes like a kind of sense of arrogance with it. It's like, oh yeah, I've heard the story a thousand times, you know, like what else can I learn from this? It wasn't until the, was it the third, fourth one with the shrewd manager? Fourth. fourth. I, we were reading it and I was like, oh shoot, I actually don't, remember this this parable but I wasn't going to say anything I'm like oh like when we were going to be discussing I was like oh yeah I remember this you know I think I think it was Bill or Alex in our group was like let me be honest I I don't remember this parable I'm like okay good I'm I'm not the only one (laughs) so there is there is some solace in that but I think joining a small group not only strengthens your relationship kind of review what you already know but you also get to hear other people's topics. I, I heard Junie speak very eloquently just uh, a couple minutes ago, very beautiful. And so I highly encourage you to join a small group to continue to refine and strengthen your spiritual walk with God. Thank you. Thank you. All right, very good. Okay. All right, and then last, but certainly not least, let's go ahead and bring Tuesday's group up. Um, We sometimes met in person, sometimes we met online, depending on the weather. Uh, Our last week, 
We, of course, studied about the rich man and Lazarus. And as some have pointed out, it was a story of contrast. But ultimately, we find as well at the end of the story, we look to Revelation 21 and the beautiful promise of, though we may die, there is a gift, something more that is waiting for us. Place of hope, a place of freedom, of peace, and being with God. Okay, who would like to share? Happy Sabbath. For some reason, I feel really nervous. <laughs> but um, um, I related to every single story in one way or another. And, um, you know, these last couple of um, years, I've experienced a lot of loss. And it felt kind of down and sad. Mm-hmm. You know, but I know that God is with me. And so... Um, This was like a little bit more personal to me, but um, I went to a friend's baptism and it was like the the Saturday before our small group started. And there was a gentleman that had a t-shirt on and on the front it said, show and tell. And on the back it says, shouldn't we show them, wait a minute, I'm shaking and I can't see. Um, Shouldn't we show them his love before we tell them to follow his commands. Amen. And so then I, I felt like, um, you know, when we are of service to other people, we get out of ourselves, you know, and we forget, you know, the things that are going on in our lives, you know, or it just strengthens you to push through to those things. And so that's what this reminded me of, each story you know, is that I, I'm not alone. A lot of people are sad and have had loss and things in their lives, but we can always turn to God and to each other, you know, our family at church, our families, you know, that are close to us and just everything, just to remember that um, God loves us. And one thing that Alberto said is that we are all significant. You know, sometimes we forget about, you know, the guy on the corner, you know, that you know, that's living homeless or just, you know, all those things. And so now I just feel like, you know, we could just smile at somebody, you know, and that might bring their life, you know. Um, Maybe they haven't had a smile in a long, long time. So um, I guess that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Sure. Um, what I learned, and Kate, here's another one, in a nutshell, <laughs> throughout the whole thing, there's another saying, um, the love of God towards us, unconditional love to the point that he'll search anywhere you know, for us to come to him. He loves us so much. And what is it that we need to do? You know, the two greatest commandments, love God, you know, and the other is to love our neighbor. We know that God loves us. And he does everything for us. We should probably do the same and love others and do everything we can for others. And that's what I learned in this lesson. Um, sometimes we put other things first as important. There's a lot of things in this world that's going to stay in this world. We don't need to put so much importance on those things. We should put more importance on people because that's what God came to die for, for us. And that's what I learned in this lesson. Anybody else? Um, 
I uh, <laughs> I really appreciated this um, this Bible study that we had. Uh, it came at a really good time for me. Um, there was particular turmoil in my life, and um, it just was like a refuge for me for that hour, hour and a half, or whatever it is that we could actually talk and get to know each other a little bit better and, and see each other's point of view for each one of the lessons, um, maybe opening our eyes up to a part of, the, of the, the stories that we hadn't really thought about reading it on our own. And um, it's, it, just, um, it just shows the importance of uh, community and, um, and, and, and why, as a church, why God wants us to come together as a church, because church is for us to be uh, a support for one another. More than we can, you know, we, we learn more from the Bible together than we do on our own. Amen. And, um, and I really appreciate that every time we have a Bible study. And the lessons were so beautiful. And to be able, after our groups, to share that with my children and share that with my siblings, um, I really appreciate. I really appreciate that. And I know that um, they appreciated that, too, because they're a little bit uh, self-conscious to come in on their own. And I think as a whole, this study just um, just brought home how we all have value. And we don't understand the value that the Lord puts on us, where some of us feel lost and we feel like we are not, we, we are not worth the same as someone who is... You know, you might put on a pedestal and say, this person is so holy and they never make mistakes. And, you know, God loves them more than me. But um, these lessons teach you that, uh, you know, God is searching for you where you're at, where you're right now. Even if you feel broken, even if you feel like you haven't lived up to what God expects from you, your value is the same, like that coin. You are still valued as the person next to you, as that person on the pedestal. You are worth exactly the same. And we as humans don't really value people in that way sometimes. But God values us. We have that value to him, even if the world doesn't see you as valuable. The Lord sees you as valuable so much that he gave his son for you so you wouldn't be lost. And that lesson... Um, to teach to my family members. Um, I ju I'm just so thankful and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Awesome. Good. All right. Let's give him a hand. I hope and pray that, again, well, sounds like people were impacted. <laughs> Next year, we have, uh, there are three potential um, small group topics that I'm mulling right now. Uh, I wish I could take credit for this series, but I really can't. It's really Bill's fault. So thank you for the suggestion, Bill. But I definitely have um, a couple more that are going to be a little more challenging. We're going to go deep. Um, whether we studied it in a small group or just in a regular series, I'm looking forward. I hope and pray that you have been blessed. Obviously, I think that's, that's true. So next year, um, in our spring and fall, please, if you have an opportunity, join us. Many of our, all, almost all of our small groups have an online opportunity as well, if, if you want. So with that,
There's food to be eaten, and I know kids want to get out of here. How about we pray? Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the last five weeks as we've talked about, Lord, our purpose for that you've called us to have in this world, to share the good news, but Lord, more importantly, to be a daughter, to be a son, your daughter, your son. Lord, may we bask in your love. May we gain courage and strength. Help us to move forward. Help us to love as you have loved us and treat us. Treat others as you treated us. Lord, above all, may you be praised and we give you thanks. Be with us now. Forgive us of our shortcomings. Thank you for all the things that you're doing and the things that are on our hearts, Lord. Calm them and may you take care of them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, don't take off quite yet. Got one more thing.